0: Enthusiasts and welcome to the v-twin life here on YouTube We talk motorcycles powered by those v-twins what fuels a passion why you enjoy so much v-twin life is brought to you by these two great companies crashing clothing and Wild ass seats Hey, you want to add some comfort to your ass when you're out riding whether you're a 400 mile guy or maybe a guy That's pushing a thousand plus or female rider for that matter hey check out wild-ass.com and add some comfort to your ass Can't forget crashing clothing, that Northwest brand out of the Pacific Northwest. These guys got a lot of great stuff from t-shirts to hats, raincoats, you name it. Hey, they can get you covered. Check out CrashingClothing.com. Now, let's dive into another milepost of the V-Twin Life. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another Sunday, another milepost here on the V-Twin Life. Tonight, we got Dustin Thacker, part of the five dirty bikers I guess say you know founder of the five dirty bikers and i uh,
1: i can't take that that credit okay. solely. you know but uh, i'm i'm one of the originals so there we go hey that worked. and there since the beginning man
0: well no you guys got a great show i mean i mean we first linked up god it would have been for milepost 39 which was the veterans memorial for when i redid the first episode for leo
1: yeah for leo You'd email
0: the piece in and and thank you for being part of that and that was awesome, and you know, ever since it's like, I thought it'd be a great idea to, fuck, come hang out and talk. I mean, you guys are a big part of the motorcycle community. I mean, you yourself do a lot of stuff with motorcycles, and we're all part of this community, and all enjoy it, and all enjoy life on two wheels. So, you know, why not come on and then and get you to come hang out and talk some and hear how uh, how you came into life on two wheels. Well,
1: sure. Well, thank you very much for having me on tonight. I really appreciate it. So, coming into two wheels. I don't know if I should start at the very, very beginning or if I should start at kind of where life is right now, but I I started writing in 2017 and this all stemmed from alcohol. I don't want to sit here and say I'm a drunk or anything like that, but uh, (laughs) me and a buddy were were sitting in a bar one night and we were like, we should get bikes. And you know, the cord's Light was hitting pretty good that night and I said, yeah, you're right. But you never know. Drunk ideas aren't always the best ideas, but I ended up taking it seriously, kind of went on, was kind of doing my research. And I think living on Route 66 here has a lot to do with it, too, on the influence. But I really started diving in, man, started looking at different types of motorcycles, riding, how if I have the coordination for it and if it was going to work for me. So pretty much I said, yeah, I want to do this. Took the MSF course started riding in 17 and been doing it ever since i've been loving it man
0: so you first came into just on on street bikes what that was your background you never dibble dabbled before that and you just went started out on the road
1: no no it's it's always been on the road for me i mean i had friends growing up that had dirt bikes and and stuff like that but it was never nothing i was interested in so if you want to really go back to where bikes really got introduced in my life my uncle had a I think an 85 Honda Interceptor. And one day we went over to my grandma's house where he was living at the time. (laughs) And we forgot something at home. Right. So my uncle says, I will go get it. And he looks at me and he says, do you want to go with me? And I know he has, he's got a motorcycle at the time. So I'm like, okay. And I'm like nine, maybe eight or whatever. So he throws this big helmet on my head and I get on this this Honda, and I have no idea what to expect, right? I've never been on a bike before this, and, you know, I'm really young. I'm kind of nervous, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I like, I'm going to be Mr. Cool here, eight years old, riding back to Gillespie on a motorcycle. <laughs> but I got on the back of that bike, and he tells me, hold on. So I'm just kind of holding on, and I have no idea what's going to happen next. He ends up taking off, popping a wheelie, and I almost lose him. Like I'm, bare, I'm like, I'm not holding on to him like firmly. I'm just holding on to him. And he's not telling me this is going to happen. And then he proceeds to do 80 miles an hour all the way back on route 16, back to where I live. And I was terrified. And I tell him when we're heading back, I said, "Can you slow down a little bit? Because I, I distinctly <laughs> remember this, even though I was eight. But uh, he, t- he took it easy on the way back. And I kind of swore myself off bikes. I thought I'd never get on one again. And then now look at me. I'm what? five years into this going on six and i've been loving every minute of it
0: they are fun and you know it's it's just it's an awesome way to you know even traveling riding around just you know the sense of freedom but then also i mean for a lot of people it's an awesome way to just go for you know having a bad day even if you just do five miles down the road clear your head and come back and just feel way better and just life's
1: good absolutely i agree there's so many things that can get in the way of riding, even though we love some of those things and maybe we don't, but at the end of the day a good old bike ride could take
0: care of anything. It's it's good medicine. Oh, absolutely. Two wheel therapy. Oh yeah. So why don't you mean to so uh Dibble Dabble here, so what are you riding now? Let everybody know. Right now I'm on a release year twenty eighteen
1: Sport Glide. I've been riding it since well, since it came out in eighteen. Uh, it was a mid-year release, and before that, I was riding a Sportster, so I, I really wanted to work my way up to something something bigger because I was ready. I rode that Sportster for, I think I put 8,000 miles on it when I got it in, I don't know, a year, year and a half, and then I saw during Harley's release, they had this new bike out. Well, I should say new. It's kind of a reincarnation of the uh, the, sw- the old switchback, the old Dyna switchback, mm-hmm. but I saw the side profile of this bike, and I'm like, "That's the next bike I want." It's got bags on it. You can short distance, long distance. I bet this thing could do it all. So when it finally hit my local dealership here in Alton, uh, about 40 minutes south, I had to go test ride it. We had a there was an event going on. I think it was a food truck event at the de- at the dealership, and then they had test rides going on. So I jumped on it and fell in love right away i was like i gotta get this bike so another month i had the bike and i've got what over seventeen thousand miles on it now and it just sucks that we just hit winter temperatures here in illinois but um it's always something to look forward to it's like christmas comes springtime when uh, when everything thaws out
0: yeah we kind of we got into the the colder temps here but i don't know still thinking today the, the high 40s i mean i'll go out for you know a little while just dress in layers and just try to get a little bit of therapy session and just enjoy a little rip around as long as the roads aren't coated in de-icer they use a lot of de-icer up here on the highways that stuff is just corrosive and will just trash your bike yeah anything anything with salt on it's bad
1: they do that here too so i usually know when to put the bike up i mean i hate doing it i try to ride at least every month whether it's one day or 30
0: days or whatever but usually february
1: here is brutal
0: yeah, you're kind of in the heart of winter. I mean, they say winter actually doesn't start till what, mid-December.
1: Well, it's weird here because 25 years ago, we'd have a half a foot of snow on the ground right now. I mean, now we're lucky if we get snow in November. It's just the weird the weather patterns have just changed so drastically in, the, like I said, the last 20 years. But anyway, it's good for us if you want to get out and ride, if you want to do 32 degrees to work or
0: whatever, which I've done more than 100 times. So, yeah, Dustin, I mean, Dustin, yeah. Dallas had a good question. Well, you know, where exactly are you located in Illinois? So I'm pretty much you would
1: consider me south, maybe south central, almost St. Louis metropolitan area. So I'm about a mile south of Springfield, Illinois, and a mile north of St. Louis. So I'm right in the middle of, you know, two good-sized cities. I he's down in uh, Tennessee, so. Beautiful state. I can't wait to ride there. I want, I want to do the Dragon, of course, but there's so many great roads out there
0: and, and Kentucky. And if I wouldn't live in here, I'd probably be living out there, to tell you the truth. I'd like to get through Kentucky now. I mean, I I want to get through the East Coast, but there are some great places like Kentucky, uh, Arkansas, Tennessee. Just love to see some of that area. Yeah.
1: Definitely worth it if you get up to the Smokies. And when we had FDBM 21, it was out in Louisville, so we were riding out in bourbon country. So you got some windy roads that could be somewhat sketchy if you especially if you're a new rider but it's just a, it's a beautiful state to ride through had a good time out there
0: yeah dallas is you know you guys are neighbors you're only like six hours away there you go <laughs> <laughs> i'll meet you three hours how about that you, go three, so hours, you I much, go three hours you done much touring on your bike at all or you're just mainly kind of day ripping it
1: um i wouldn't say day ripping it i've done some some long weekends and stuff to to louisville of course out to been out to uranus missouri like four times this year so doing some long weekends and stuff like that haven't haven't been in the position in life right now to go do long hauls but you know of course i'm creating a bucket list right now so there's no shortage of of trips i want to do down the road but right now it's more like go do a 250-mile rip on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday or commute every day to work I can if the weather allows me to. And that's pretty much life right now. But it's exciting to know that even though I'm 40, like some of the fun years are really ahead of me, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm right there. I mean, I'm not much older. I'm 45 in March, but same way. It's like you, know, you get that time where it's – you get older, you get more time, and life opens up. Yep. So how, so when you talking commuting, how far of a commute do you have for your job?
1: Uh, it's only ten minutes, which is a oh, shame. Okay. Because by the time you get warmed up with heated gear or whatever, you gotta take it up you gotta take it back off. Especially if you're riding in the you know in the winter cold or whatever. But it makes you wish you had a longer commute because anytime you get on the bike, you just wanna spend as much time on it as you can.
0: Yeah, I know some a couple guys at work give me show, why don't you ride your bike to work? It's like, dude, my commute's a half mile. In the morning, it's, like, 90 <laughs> seconds. It's, like, I would spend more time. By the time I open my garage door, roll the bike out, start it up, it's, like, I could be at work in my truck. It's pointless. Yeah, you could just walk, man. There's that, too, but it's cold in the morning. Oh, uh, yeah. that's <laughs> Yeah, right now, yeah. Never mind what it's I said. It's, like, shoot, I, I used to have one job. I used to commute 65 miles one way, and that was fun. Yeah. You know, the times you take the bike and just go, but... Yeah, a lot of the jobs was... I
1: had a lot of the jobs I had in the past you know I had at least a 30 minute commute so it would have been nice to have a bike for that now I've only got a 10 minute commute <laughs> and I got the bike right. now so
0: how's that for uh for irony I, you know I get some of those days just uh, yeah I can't make it just keep going yep
1: I went I went like once a year i I do one of these rides where I just take a day off and it's usually in October and I just go 250 miles. I just pick a direction and go. I don't know where I don't plan anything. I don't know where I'm going. I just go. And that's what I did just this past Thursday. You talk about just a way to clear your mind. I'd oh, be awesome. Yeah. Yep. That's kind a of a little, tra- yeah, a little, just a little tradition I've kind of made for myself, you know, just uh, if I have extra vacation time and I can, I can afford to take the day to do that. I'll. It, it, it was good. It's like that. That therapy you talked about earlier—just clear your mind, just not worry about anything but you, the motor in between your legs, and the road.
0: Yeah, even sometimes like guys talk about that, doing that on a you know a weekend getaway. Don't pick a destination, just pick a direction and and ride till you feel like, all right, cool. Here's a good place to stay and call it a day. Just just let your mind go and just follow the road. Yeah, said so I.
1: I've been fortunate enough to live in a big city, and then of course here in the Midwest in Illinois. So, I've got to experience a lot of different things as far as culture goes, you know, living the life of living in a big city. Excuse me. And of course, living in a small town in a, in a rural community. But uh, having that time out in Phoenix was where I went to school. And having that thought in my mind to go do a ride out into the desert, you know, to like maybe to stay in Flagstaff, because I, I, I've done this once before stay in Flagstaff at a campsite where you got snow capped mountains and then riding down into the valley you know, a day later where it's going to be 90 degrees.
0: Yeah. And then those, as you get down there, you get year round riding. I know that buddy Leo lives down there. has been on there, you know, talking about how the weather was, I don't know, I think it was like 80 something down there in Phoenix or something today. It's like, you can piss off. <laughs> 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 I
1: don't know. I think there's, there's a certain appreciation you have that the the Southerners and the people out West may not have when you live in the Midwest or a cold weather state where you, you have to put that bike up and put it under the sheet and then it's like it's like Christmas morning when you get to pull that sheet off and take it out for its first ride. I think you just appreciate it a little more, but doesn't mean you love it any less.
0: That's a good that's a good way to putting it, a good point. Yeah. But then you get those days where you know it blue skies but it's cold as shit and you're just like, God damn, it's just like teaser weather. You just wanna go. Yeah, I've got a car, but I mean, would you
1: rather? It's it's one of those questions. Long johns, fleece insulated pants. <laughs> yeah. So what's what's the coldest weather that you've ridden in to date? Um, mid twenties. Mid twenties. Okay.
0: Yeah, I had one trip when I, I worked out on the west coast of a prison. The sides of the road looked like they were just covered in diamonds, and I got mm. and I was like in the middle point. I'm like, maybe this wasn't a good idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt that way when they had Leo's uh one year anniversary ride down at uh, in Scott, at the Scott City, Missouri Harley Davidson. It was like twenty eight when I pulled out of here. And I bought heated gear specifically to go to this event because I told Tina I was like, I'm not gonna miss this for Leo. It's like I'm gonna make sure I'm there. And you know, I'm hitting I'm hitting the the interstate, which is about ninety five percent of the ride. And you talk about a cold ride. I mean I had heated pants on heated top on several layers the balaclava on the best helmet i had for the ride situation i mean I, I made it i was fine by the time i got there i needed to thaw myself out oh i bet it was a good day though that that ride it was one of the longest rides i had done to date at that point and going to do that for a friend that even though i didn't know him for a long time made a big impression on me and it sounds like he did on you as well. And there were so many good people yeah. talking about him on that podcast you did. And we do miss Leo. So Leo, happy belated veterans day. And amen.
0: Yeah. Hope you're riding, riding well up there. I was honored. He was the very first guest I ever had. Yep. I heard you saying that, it yeah. was so much fun to talk with him and, and hear his story. I mean, it was, you know, that's the, the whole reason behind why I started this is, you know, he, Hear everybody's background. Hey, how how did you get into you know life on two wheels? Because we all have that common ground, and just we all come into it at different times of life, different styles of you know where it started from, whether dirt street road. I mean, there's there's so much different ways where how we were all introduced to it. You know, whether a family member, uncle, cousin, neighbor. And it it's really cool to uh, to do this and and share other people's story and build friendships. Thousand percent. And he was the, he was he
1: was one of the the few handful of people to come to the first FDB meetup back in uh, nineteen. And you know, it we're a bunch of people that went and met out in the woods. Now, how many people would say they would go meet a bunch of strangers out in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a great time. We had a, we had a good ride when when he was there. Kept in touch afterwards. Just good times and good memories, just to to share forever. Yeah, yeah. And I still keep in touch with Tina too. I was trying to get her to come to FDBM this year, but she couldn't make it, but and and it sucked because he had his 2-year his 2-year memorial ride uh, not too long ago, but it was the Autism Speaks walk that day in St. Louis which mm-hmm. which my family does every year. So I was like, ah man. And it was such a it was, it was such a nice day that day too for October. So I was bummed I missed it, but it will be
0: next year. Yeah, absolutely yeah so what what is the longest ride you've ever had to date then when it comes to distance riding for you um
1: i'm gonna say it was back in twenty when the c word was going on strong. I got an invitation to go stay out with Tony in Louisville, and that was it was only three hundred miles, but at that point it was the longest ride I've ever done, and I've been mm-hmm. out there another time since, but I think as far as one way that's that's it. It was like an eight hundred mile. 800 mile weekend, you know, with riding out there in bourbon country and then actually mm-hmm. going out there and coming back. So 600 miles there and back. And it's exactly 300 miles to Tony's doorstep from my doorstep. But that was probably, that's the longest trip and the longest ride probably all encompassed did one. Yeah.
0: Okay. And, and that's all part of me. And it's, you know, it's being part of like, there's a long distance riders group. And I remember back a guy made a comment well, well, what is a long distance ride? Well, a long distance ride is going to be different to anybody. Everybody's going to have their ideas, and it's no long distance is the same. I mean, we all have different theories and we all ride different styles. So,
1: yeah, it's all relative. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'm looking forward to the time, and I do, t- do intend on doing some long distance stuff. I wish I could do the stuff that Ryan and Percy do. You know, they're putting ten, fifteen thousand 15,000 miles a year on their bike. I'm probably doing between three and five, but. I mean, that's, that's good enough for me, and it's it's amazing that they can do that, and I'm, I'm really looking to the day where I can do that for myself because I've got lots, like I said, i got lots of bucket list rides I want to do.
0: Oh, I've, and, I've built a, quite the bucket list of rides just from everybody that I've met doing this, and you hear about different places in the country and all this stuff, and you hear so many people, they want to explore, you know, ride Europe, I want to ride Scotland, I want to go here, but... You know, how many of those people have ever actually tried to explore so many of the areas that we have here when you're not even talking about, like, your main big hub national park stuff? I mean, there's so many back roads, some cool places, and we have so much within our own borders to explore. I mean, I think it'd take a long time to actually hit everything and find all the cool nicks and crannies of our own country.
1: Yeah, a couple things I really want to do, because I live right... I'm in pissing distance of 66. It's, like, right over here. So to do a ride from here to the coast would be amazing. Like I talked about earlier, going to Phoenix would be amazing since I live there and I still got people in connections out there that I can, I'll have a place to stay, you know, me and me and Percy on the podcast, we talk about doing a ride where I ride to, to his place and then ride up the East coast and go have a lobster roll in Maine. I mean, a lot of these rides are, they're very food influenced. Nothing <laughs> so, wrong with that. No, absolutely not. Like like I said the other day, I got Stacy Wilt disease. I
0: just want to ride to food, or <laughs> <laughs> reef and K-Solo, The whole ride ride to eat. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting group right there too.
1: Yeah, I know Ryan. Ryan rode five hour or no, five hundred miles for tacos, not too long ago. <laughs> That's a commitment. I, <laughs> who used else is eat, eating same ice? Thing. And he's. I think he's just used to eating ice in Pine Tree. He's got to get out to run, to eat that good stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, because I had one guy. He was talking the same thing. It was like a <laughs> six or seven hundred mile ride. Oh yeah, that guy. I swear. But it's all part of the fun and the adventure, you know. I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was Nathan. God, he was a few episodes back. He did that. It was like a thousand miles to go have some burger someplace at some little barbecue place it's
1: like I'm, damn yeah i'd go to I, i'd ride to texas just for barbecue at least i know some people down there now that can keep me company while i'm eating i'd
0: love to hit up some barbecue joints in texas for sure yeah
1: i mean we got some good ones here too in the missouri but um i'm a big fan of nashville like the the tennessee barbecue that's that's my go-to
0: but that's kind of cool thing though, you get in other places you get to see you know I don't know the right way, cultural base because, I mean, we all have barbecues, but it's all, you know, everybody's style is different. You know, the, it's going to be, I mean, you can like talking, you can go barbecue place in Nashville, barbecue, you know, Louisiana, Texas, or up here in the Northwest. It's all, it's barbecue, but it, it's all different. You can order the same thing, and it's going to be different at every place. Oh, yep, same way here. You know, we got St. Louis-style
1: barbecue here, but everybody, there's like a lot of these mom-and-pop shops around here because I'm small-town Midwest, so there's a lot of, mom-and-pop places. It's where you get the best food, man. The greasy spoon places. That's what I live for.
0: Uh, and that's, you know, the best way to travel. You talk mom-and-pop is ride them back roads and find the mom-and-pop restaurants for breakfast or lunch or, you know, dinner. I mean, find some cool atmosphere, some amazing places, and some of the best food you've ever had. Amen. Amen, man. It is very fun.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the thing, too. Even living in your own state the bike could do so much for you with exploring because in a car, you're kind of like, yeah, hey, I'll go from here to there, but you get on a bike, you just want to go everywhere. So it gives you really a chance to explore just your, you know, within two hours
0: from where you sit. Oh, there's a lot. I think for, you know, my wife and I and our family, we found so many places for all of our kids. It's sporting adventures. I mean, we traveled the, the Northwest for baseball everywhere. Their sons and, you know, daughter doing horse and, volleyball stuff but we found so many hole-in-the-wall places just from all the traveling we did for our kids and whatnot that you know we've kind of gone back to go try to find some. And you remember when you're going down the highways hey we were down over there and you remember little places when you pass them on the highways oh shit we've been here before yeah it's nostalgia too because one
1: of the places i rode to on that ride i took a couple weekends ago well, i should say a couple weeks ago it was during it was during work so i took a day off right but anyway, uh, it was a place I used to play soccer when I was a kid. So I just rode by the field, you know where I played when I was a mm-hmm. kid. That was all I needed. But I rode back home, or back another direction. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of neat to revisit those places on bike because there's there's so many more there's so much more sensory overload you can get from being on two wheels.
0: Oh, it is, and it's especially you see something cool on the side of the road. Oh, excuse me. It's so much easier to pull over on a motorcycle than it is a car. You don't need much room to get off and, you know, snap a picture or something, or just check something out for a minute and then and then be on your way. Where, you know, when you're in the car, you, you gotta have a pull off and, you know, try to at least be somewhat safe, especially if you're on some of these, you know, back two lane roads where there's not a whole lot of room. That's where a motorcycle can just be awesome for it. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: And it makes me really appreciate where I live because I live on Route sixty six and there's sever there's several segregations miles over that you can explore. And it's, it's a nostalgia thing for me too, because like I have these, these places I, I ride to on a common, in in a common like occurrence that way. um, It makes me appreciate where I live, you know, old Mm -hmm. shell station we have here. That's like a museum now, uh, an antique mall that's nearby. It's just, there's so many neat things, even though we're, we're burnt, we're boring, cornfields and all that stuff we got going on over here it's there's still something to explore
0: well it's like for us we like to uh when we get over to eastern washington there's an antique it's a fruit mall but also like an antique museum and they have some killer fruit you know buys but one of the main things we always go there for is a saltwater taffy the thorpe antique oh, fruit mall, yeah. and
1: yep. we,
0: you know whenever we're over by ellensburg it's like you always got to stop in there and then now that we found owen's meats it's an old mom and pop butcher shop in a little town called clay Elam has the most amazing freaking pepperoni but i mean you go in there they have jams i mean everything you think of soups sandwiches you know plus you they have fuck i think there's even ice cream but you can buy you know sausage all these different flavors you know like they had one called a uh, grandpa sausage it's freaking amazing and you can buy pepperoni and three foot sticks for i think it's 3.99 for three feet and wow. it's they have all kinds of different flavors and you know you can sample it all. okay cool you know i'll take some of that and I, I will admit i bought 15 feet of it and then had to stop there <laughs> on the way back a few days later buy more it was kind of like like
1: us when we went to uranus missouri and went to the fudge factory me and tony went in there i think cleaned them out of fudge you went to uranus to go to the fudge yep. factory we got our fudge <laughs> packed yes oh shit yeah that's funny <laughs> No, it was, it was just the perfect place for FDB, right? You know, Uranus, Missouri, you know, five dirty bikers. We're, we're no shy of dick jokes on the show. So what more perfect place to have FDBM than Uranus?
0: That's some funny shit.
1: Yeah, it was a good time, though. 104 degrees at the Oof. the day of FDBM plus humidity. But it was worth it. It was a lot of fun.
0: And then yeah and that's the whole point of it i mean you, you get everybody together and you know you make the best of it you have fun you enjoy the camaraderie yep. of the community and everybody else and shoot the shit, have a good ride and have some fun yeah it was it was neat to get
1: all well we had four of the five that could make the event uh, a couple months ago uh we had hogs and frogs event out in uh, waynesville missouri and to get together and do a podcast live was was a was pretty surreal okay i shed this uh oh the fire's kicking in he says cue
0: the the kenny g (laughs) getting too hot that fire really cranking out some heat and he's back sorry i'm sweating like crazy it's warm in
1: here now no i don't blame you man you're good no, it's just it's just weird. It's weird, fun, awesome, surreal at the same time because we started this as an online podcast and getting to do it live more than one time when we're all together was, was really, really neat. And I wish we could do it more often, but of course we're, we're spread out all over the U.S., so we're not able to do that week to week, but still have fun nonetheless.
0: How long you guys had that? I mean, you guys have been going for a while now. I mean, what, three, four years? Yeah, it was... August
1: of 2019 was the very first show with the original lineup and maybe except for a handful of days every Monday. We've been doing it ever since. It's 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 fun, man. It's like what we're doing here. This is fun. Just talking to each other. Absolutely. Yeah. So getting together every week with with those four is definitely a highlight of my week.
0: Oh, it is fun. You know, exactly how you said, you know, sitting here, we all have this, you know, that common ground camaraderie. And when you can just get guys together and you just sit here and talk about having fun, then, you know, why not? Yeah. So this whole experience
1: has been great since the beginning, getting to talk to people all across the country, the world or whatever on our our show. Like, you know, you know what it's like on your show to get to talk to people from across the pond. I have a love-hate thing with the Internet. I really do but this is this is one of the big things about it is people are be able to connect and you know they don't have to live at the same under the same roof
0: Well, I can understand I mean sometimes even you know if there's two or three people and you're all in different time zones but I can only imagine I mean you guys with five then you throw another guy especially you go international it's like I mean when I had a robin the lady Biker on which seemed really weird it's you know Sunday night here and it was Monday morning in Australia in which it was just trying to get that through my head it's like you know it seems like you're talking to the future it's like i'm it's sunday and i'm talking to you and it's monday yeah
1: we've but had yeah, those same to... experiences man yeah we do we had dad and matt on from uk this past week gorilla biker's been on the show we're looking to have him on again because he just moved to the states not too long ago so he's adjusting to life in the states riding motorcycles on the other side of the road i didn't mean to reach out to him too yeah he's a good dude man that was one of my Personally, one of my, my, my favorite episodes of all time was Gorilla Biker, because I'm a sucker for Ireland. I've got I- Irish, Irish heritage in my blood, so knowing he came from there and getting to talk to him from where he's at to where we're at was, was a good time. Hell of a guy, too. That's what I heard. I know about Bryce talked about him a lot. Yeah. Yep. He's uh, His channel's been growing like crazy. Um uh, I think he's more slow and steady, wins the race, but he's got great content.
0: That's what it's about. I mean, you guys can change stuff up, but, you know, I think when you see the people that enjoy doing it and, you know, have a passion for it, I think it kind of, you can see it more in itself some more than guys that are just trying to do it because they just, they want to grow a channel. They just want to have YouTube as a life. Yeah. But you see other people that do it because they're having fun. They just enjoy doing it and, and sharing their adventures and, or what they're doing. It's, uh, it's a total different feeling for the content, I think. Yeah, and he's one of the guys that kept to the traditional motor vlog.
1: I mean, when I was doing YouTube, there was a time where I kind of quit that and was doing more off-the-bike content. Of course, I did a lot of installs and stuff on my bike because it was kind of a unicorn. Not really a unicorn, but uh, its own breed, I think the Sport Glide is, especially since it's not around anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of where the following came from. When I was doing videos regularly, was was like the install stuff because people wanted to see what I was doing in the Sport Glide, right? But I'm glad that doing all those videos connected me to, to Ryan and Tony and and Dave and Brittany, and all of a sudden you got five dirty bikers.
0: <laughs> well, especially like for you when you got a bike that's not as common as everybody else that you know, whether they're riding the Street guide, Electric Glide, the Batwing bikes, or you know the Shark Nation, where there's there's a lot of stuff out for them content wise where you're in a different element because you're, you know, you don't have the common touring bikes that are so popular. So, I mean, I think feels it gives you a niche of something else that, you know, people are searching for that. You know, you're going to stick out more because you don't have, you know, the common touring bike or the whole bagger that everybody's running. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw the video I did on the Lowrider ST
1: when it was released or announced by Harley Davidson, mm-hmm. but I mean, I maybe it's because I'm biased, but I really weighed the differences between the Dubai the two bikes and I I was already sold on the bike I bought. And I really wish the Harley would have given that sport glide that 114 that it needed when all the like a lot of the other soft tails got that that bump up to the 114 at the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that bike needed and maybe just a few other subtle changes. And I think it could have been the the lowrider st, as we know that bike. But you know what? At the end of the day, you know Harley made the decision, and I respect that. And as long as it's selling, and making money for, for HD, and it's good for the moto community, that's, you know that that's enough. That's good.
0: Well, they, you know, we talk about the upgrade with the one fourteen. I know my dad has the one o seven in his Road Glide, and recently, I mean, he went to the True Duels, the chrome works i think he went with the five inch but then he put the cam and intake high flow intake and stuck cam in it and you talk about a night and day difference even well taking changing out the exhaust and getting rid of the such major restricted exhaust like he said he goes i don't know how they can even breathe but he goes it's night and day difference now with just you know basically going to you know stage two and upgrading a few things that he goes it's right a different bike
1: yeah, even going from stock to on the 107 to the the stage one Vance and Hines FP3 tap performance muffler, RLNS big sucker. It was a big jump forward, and I'm at the point where I I kind of want a little more power, you know. So I'm I'm good with doing a stage two and then probably being done with it because that bike, like I said, it could do it could do anything you want. It could be to the grocery store or to the west coast from where i'm at and i'd be totally comfortable on it i wouldn't bitch at all about hey i need a bigger bike but yeah man it, i thought it was the perfect sport tour if you want to tour if you don't want to go if you don't want to go up to big bike which I'm, I'm still not at the point at i don't think i ever want to get rid of my sport glide but i'm enjoying it man uh, just trying to ride it as much as i can I, I mean i haven't done that many mods to it in the last year i've just been wanting to ride it Especially after the accident I had, I don't remember hearing about your accident. Oh, I'll give you the cliff notes. I don't want to go on a long rant, but I was right. I, I was leaving work, and like I said, I commute a lot, and I all I wanted was a goddamn KFC chicken sandwich. That's all I wanted in life at that <laughs> point, right? So I, I, I'm, I'm through the parking lot out at work on a frontage road, and there's a eighteen wheeler stopped, and I'm thinking it's at the stoplight waiting on 66 incoming traffic to go or there's a car ahead of it or whatever. So I'm I'm about 10, 15 feet behind it and got my bike in first gear, of course. All of a sudden, that truck starts backing up, and I about shit my pants. Yeah. I tried duck walking that thing to the side of the road in first gear, no less. Couldn't do it. I heard the truck starting to crunch the front fender. I bailed. I fell into the grass to the right of me in the ditch. And I just proceeded to watch this guy drag my beautiful sport glide 15 feet down the road. And oh, the, the, the skid marks on the road are still there to this day. And they aren't from me, they're from the bike. <laughs> but, uh, fuck. And the shit of the whole thing was the guy went in, made his pickup, and still had no idea he hit me. Jesus. I was like, what the fuck, man? Luckily, there was a UPS guy that was parked on the side of the road of 66 and saw the whole thing happen. So I had a witness. The guy was issued a citation. Horse insurance took of everything. Luckily, I was able to save the bike. I didn't have to. I thought I thought it was totaled. Honestly, I thought the whole thing was totaled. And I don't know if you've seen the pictures on my Instagram, but I had no. like The whole front end was tore up. The forks had to be rebuilt. The whole front end had to be rebuilt. It didn't bend the wheels at all, thank God, because I love those Mantis wheels that you have on the Sport Glide. But, geez, man, I was – I don't even think I was that shook up, but people told me I was in shock. You know, I had oh, felt, you had to had I, I, I had fellow employees come out and make sure I was okay. They stayed with me the whole time after I gave my statement. Uh, one of my best buddies gave me a tow back to to my house. And, man, it sucks because at the time, all I could think about was the motorcycle. I think about that I almost died, right? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even have that in the forefront of my mind because Ryan was actually supposed to come out and ride with me that coming weekend for a charity ride. And I had to call him. He was like my fourth call. You know, of course, you've got police, you've got wife, you know, employer, and then you got, you know, buddies or whatever. And then, you know, Ryan was like my fourth call. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to come out and ride this weekend, but (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if you made your plans already, dude, but. If you want to come out, come out, just know that I got four wheels instead of two.
0: Yeah. Yeah, bikes in the shop now. Yeah.
1: Luckily I got it back right before FDBM twenty one. So they uh I want to give a shout out to Ted's Harley Davidson again because those guys put that bike back together and it was even kind of during, you know, when we had part shortages and everything. So I'm just like, Am I gonna have this bike back in time for FDBM? Because that's like that's the event we have every year. I didn't want to go out in a car right. and look like an asshole. <laughs> so I, hey, can I just
0: borrow a bike for the weekend while you guys yeah. still fixing one?
1: Well, Tony had a CB750, I probably could have ridden,
0: but he offered. So I knew I had something to ride if not, right? Yeah. Yeah. But hey, you know, it's like you say, you know, at least you didn't get hurt, you know, and worst case, worse. Bikes can be fixed. You can't be replaced.
1: No, man. I got two little boys and a wife at home. So. It it hit me like a ton of bricks when I realized you're being a fucking asshole by thinking about the bike over your family that you almost died. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, I got the bike back. It's been good ever since. I'm just so lucky to ride.
0: Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things, you know, we all love our bikes. When something goes bad with them, you know, you, you just cringe and it's like, fuck, you know, it's like you feel like life's ending, but... It's not, but we all have that, you know, just take pride in, in our bikes and our rides, you know, because we enjoy it. It's part of our lifestyle, part of our lives. Yep, yep. It's become a big,
1: big part of our lives with everything that, you know, the podcast has going on. And, you know, my my kids are starting to want to ride. They're about that height to where they want to go for a ride. My oldest sit, told me the other day, he's like, Dad, can I sit on back and ride? I'm like, Sure you want to maybe maybe we'll do it next year since the bike's getting put up today because i was in the middle of doing its last wash
0: before i let it i read it it's uh it's last rides for the season before i put it in the garage well yeah absolutely i remember when my kids were young first saying you know can i ride? well if you can touch the back pegs then yep. you can ride yep as long as your feet touch you know we had the youth helmet the youth full face helmet for them and i remember taking the kids you know to school and whatnot down the bike picking them up and yeah even to this day, I mean, my daughter's 24, and I still, you know, she lives up in North Peter Sound. There'll be times of summer she'll shoot me a text, Hey, Dad, the weather's going to be nice. We should go for a ride. And, All right. Don't twist my arm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went up when we had the uh, the Fire and Iron Motorcycle Club, their chapter up in Skagit County. They always help put on the uh, Refuse to Forget 9-11 Memorial Ride. So I picked her up, and then we rode up to the PSAR. She rode with me on that ride. In September, which was it was awesome. It's a great ride, but it's it's fun when you know you can still share that stuff with the kids, and they still enjoy it, and you know enjoy hanging out with you still. Yeah, and the Dad and Mad podcast we just had was just so inspiring because you know I asked
1: a couple of questions about you know riding with your child, and I've got two, and one might ride, one wants to ride right now, but it's just cur- I was just curious about that whole thing and. You know, John and Maddie, they just, they're just, they're just, they're just such a fun watch, man. It's really inspiring to get you to get out and do things with your kids and have good experiences together. That's what it's all about.
0: Well, you know, this summer, my son Hayden picked up his first bike. He, you know, got a steal of a deal on a V Star 1300 touring bike. Went through, you know, went through the motorcycle safety course, got his license and whatnot. He'd been riding for about one month when he went on a 3000 mile trip and rode with me back to South Dakota this summer. Mm-hmm. And that was the most epic fun ride. I mean, just for me, I really enjoy, you know, riding with my dad and it was the first week when he got his bike, you know, guys, permit, we're doing, we're out riding. I remember I called sets or and said, dude, I said, I, I totally understand how you feel, how my dad gets riding with your son. It's just, it's an awesome experience. And then, you know, I had the deal to go over to South Dakota you know meet up with craig and all the guys at the hokahe meet a, a lot of people that i've had in the podcast and amy's like well you thought about seeing if hayden would want to go i said oh, i've thought about it. it's like you know kind of nervous i don't know if he'd want to do it and i talked to him. me oh yeah I'll, I'll definitely go and you know he, he accepted the challenge i mean he it was an absolute awesome ride i mean he rode flawlessly i mean you would have thought that he'd been riding for a very long time and not literally on the road for a month granted i mean he grew up riding dirt bikes. So, I mean, riding two wheels wasn't new, but riding on the road is, it's a total different element than riding on the dirt. But man, he rode great. I mean, we are you know, hooked up with or Pendants and we got Springer Mike and Wrenchbender Nick in the chat. They came over from Wyoming, stayed with us over in Rapid City and we all hung out for the weekend and, you know, rode all over to the Black Hills on Sunday since my bike spent the day Saturday at Rapid City Harley-Davidson because it wanted to take a shit with the charging system. But that's a whole <laughs> ball game. But, you know, so the one day got cut short, but, you know, we, we made, up for, made up for it Sunday. And even the campground we stayed at, the people that own it ride. And you get over Sturges, there's, like, all the businesses have these 11 by 18 maps of the whole area. And the campground we were staying at, the no-name city RV and campground, dude, it's an awesome place. You rent cabins tents whatever i mean not but you pitch tent they have rvs there but they have a full bar restaurant in the campground i'm um, interesting swimming, swimming pool everything it was killer and so we stayed there for three nights but she's like oh you should check this out so i took one of the maps say hey build us a route you know build us a ride for tomorrow we'll go check it out and she, oh we well, got to do this so she built us killer route we'd iron mountain road spearfish canyon the needles highway you know went up mount rushmore breakfast in keystone and I definitely want to go back again. I think if anybody wants to go, there, going there pre rally where there's not a million other bikes. So you can yeah. somewhat yeah. enjoy the roads, Yep. but man, the black Hills are absolutely freaking amazing. And yep. I know my wife and I, we really want to go back again and do it. Cause it, it was so much fun, but we want to explore more, have more time. You know I mean? I really wanted to spend a half day in Deadwood. And if you enjoy history, I mean, I do. And there's so much of it over there and, would love to spend more time. But, yeah, the, the no-name city campground and RV is, fuck, it's an awesome place. and their, their rates are totally cool. I mean, they have all the amenities you need. Breakfast, yeah. lunch, dinner, shower facilities, laundry, swimming pool, hot tub, and it was a cool place. We had a great little cabin we rented there, and, fuck, it was a blast. Oh, yeah, man. And, like, we
1: have, like, on, on FDB, we have a Discord, of course, so we have kind of like a mentor Page or whatever that our channel that's dedicated to that. So if you live in this area, you have a connection to go ride with somebody and find the good roads instead of just riding on the interstate or whatever. If you want to get through the state, like here, I would do like I've got like a 200 mile course plan to go down Great River Road, which I don't know if anybody listening or watching has done Great River Road between Alton, Illinois, and Grafton. It's probably the best road in Illinois, if not top three. And it's only 40 minutes from me. So I can go from flat cornfields to a beautiful road where you have 100-foot limestone bluffs on your left, and you have the river Mississippi right on your right. It's it's a beautiful road.
0: And see, for us out here, you know, for in two hours, you, I can be at the Cascades, and they have what, you know, they call it the Cascade Loop. But with all the different mountain passes, you can... Depending which loop you want, you could take the Cascade Loop in ten different directions. Yeah. All depends how long do you want to ride and how far. Do you want to make it two days and stretch out and do a two day ride? And you know, for us, riding the Cascade Mountains is it's just freaking awesome. It's beautiful. But then there's other places you can go up North Peter Sound. We got a cool place called the Chuckanut, which runs parallel to I five going north, but you're riding right along Peter Sound in this little twisty two lane. And it's just, its an awesome ride. All these little pull-off vantages. where you know that you'll see oil tankers docked out there waiting to get into the refineries, and it's a—it's a cool little hidden gem. There's a great little barbecue place called the Longhorn Saloon, makes killer food. In this little podunk town of Edison, there's like two ninety-degree corners, and you're out of Edison. Very much there. No. But in the summertime, you can come down there, and all you can smell is that barbecue joint, and they make killer food. Cool environment. Yeah. Makes it all worth it, especially when you have two wheels.
1: Because I'm in, I'm kind of fortunate. I'm kind of right in the middle where you have St. Louis style pizza and deep dish. Because oh, Chicago, oh, Chicago's love. that way. St. Louis is that way. So I get kind of the best of both worlds here, man. That's my other weakness, pizza. I love it. Wow. Well, have you been? Have, have you tried like authentic New
0: York style pizza? I don't know if you can call authentic because I've never been to the East Coast, so okay. I don't know. So back in 2000, I had a. I was in a
1: TV class and we got to go to New York and like film the choir doing a concert at like St 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 Mary's Cathedral or something like that downtown New York and Manhattan or wherever it was. But one of the things we had we had the coolest chaperone too because he was he he was he was a good old boy and he just said, "Okay, go wherever you want, be back here in 2 hours." Now, who says that to 3 or 4 18-year-old kids that are <laughs> In the middle of New York, in the heart of New York, right? So we went everywhere. We went to, we went to the top floor of NBC Studios, saw a bunch of suits stare at us, so we went back down. And then we were just a couple blocks off of right there at the, this, at the Big Apple, like right there in the middle, uh, what do you call it? Times Square. Times Square, right? Pretty much everywhere you could spit, you could find a pizza parlor, right? So we stopped into this one, two blocks off. And they had some of the best pizza I had in my life. You could get a slice, and like a large coke for like two ninety nine. And that, that, granted, it was back in two thousand. Still, that's pretty good deal for a big ass slice oh, yeah. of pizza.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah. I know. Like for us, you can go like over here. We have Costco. You can get a huge slice. I mean, you only have two choices, but I think now it's probably five bucks and get one slice, but it covers the entire freaking plate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love pizza.
1: Yeah, no shit, man. Who doesn't like pizza?
0: Good point. Anybody that does <laughs> has an issue.
1: <laughs> Let us know if you don't like pizza in the side chat. Yeah. Because you might get banned. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, if you're ever in the Midwest, you know, if you're making your way across or something, you got, you got somebody to show you around uh, South Central Illinois, St. Louis Metropolitan.
0: Yeah, I. There's so many places. I'd I'd love to get over there. It's like I just I need to win the lottery so I can just travel and go check all the stuff out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's what makes even though we're in our forties, we know that we're not sitting on the couch, you know, the rest of our days. We're gonna go out and do shit. Yeah. And it sometimes it takes a motorcycle to do so.
0: <laughs> Well, and it just helps, you know, I mean, same with you guys with the five dirty bikers, what I've done, you, you build this network of friends, whatnot, these people you've had on and it's like, you got, you build connections and friends and all over that, Hey, I'm going to be in this area. It's like, point me in directions, you know, what's a good place to eat? Want to meet up to you? There's, you know, it's I like to think that, you know what, you built a friendship of a friends of everywhere in the country. And plus, you know, the more people that we get to meet international and man, that's, just, that's, you know, to me is, uh the biggest reward of doing this is the friends that I meet and that I've got to meet. And a lot of these guys that I've got to meet personally also, but even guys we haven't met, but, but how many people have you talked to online for two, three years, but you still never met, you know, within our community. And, you know, if you'd in the area reach out, they'd lend a hand help you out, point in direction, meet you for a drink, dinner, whatever.
1: Yep. That's, what's been cool about this whole thing. Yeah. We've been able to make so many connections on the show Per, you know, personally on YouTube I did, you know, that's where I met Joe the G- the Great Egret when we started Five Dirty Bikers. That all stemmed from from that meeting up for the first time. Man, and knowing now that we've got people that have been riding across the country to come hang out for a weekend,
0: speechless, man. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Hold that thought. I got to throw wood in the fire. It's for sure. cooling off.
1: So, HD, AV, Traveler, what's what's your preference, New York style or Chicago? I like both, honestly,
0: but I think I'm more ah, of a New York guy. New York pizza?
1: Yeah, we've been talking. Somebody in the chat there, HD, AV, Traveler, was talking about New York and both Chicago styles, both rule. I agree, because I love, I love me some deep dish. Oh, uh, I love but, deep dish pizza. Yeah, we got a good spot here in St. Louis I've taken my son to, and he's kind of a pizza connoisseur, so he knows when you give a good mark, it's a, it's a place to come back. It's, they do New, uh, yeah, New York-style pizza. It's called Pie Guy. It's down in St. Louis uh, in the busy district. But, man, I would drive an hour and 10 minutes just to go get a large pizza from there. It's that good. And, I, and I've done that twice. <laughs> yeah, That's what's good about living next to a big city. A lot of options for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. St. Louis is a big, has a big Italian following. So there's no short of whatever you want. Soulard, you know, down there's, there's just so much. The sporting teams are great. It's a, it's a great city to visit even though you may hear some negative things about St. Louis, but it's been, it's been next to home for so long that you just, you still want to go every time.
0: But anymore, yeah. I think any larger metropolitan city like St. Louis, I mean, there's always going to be somebody that's negatives are in it with anywhere, It's, you know, you just make all your own make your decisions of it. You know, make the best of it, and that's the thing. We all have our own opinions and stuff, but you don't know until you check it out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like I said, I'm uh, anxious to show anybody around that wants to come out this way. If you got a weekend free, if you're going to be in – South Central Illinois, between Springfield and St. Louis, I'm uh, I'm willing to ride with anybody. Doesn't matter the bike.
0: I' that? You know, maybe back to back Iron Butts.
1: I've been, I've been considering. I've been, I've been considering that. How far is iron you from butt? my house?
0: And, oh, dude, it's it's long. They're addicting. You do one, and I was like, you know, after I did my first ride, one k, and it was like, damn, this was a lot of fun. And, you know, then I did the Monsters Over Mountains in August. We did the. The bun burner the first day and then ended up doing the, uh, well, the saddle sore and then the bun So We did 1,550 miles in 35 hours. Nice. Good for you, so, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's only 2,100 miles of St. Louis, Missouri. Twenty one two thousand 2,195 miles. <laughs> I should do that in two days. <laughs> That's a throw, man. <laughs> I'll leave tomorrow. We'll have pizza on Wednesday. How's that? <laughs> Hell yeah. You're here. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. But no, it's like, you know, talking with that, you know, Riot, who I got to know really well, he's talking about, you know, next year coming out for the Monsters Over Mountains ride. He's like, well, I've done it before. He goes, I can go from Jersey to Washington in three days. It's like, Jesus. I <laughs> just got to hammer down it. It's, it's doable. I've done it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. You, you just got to
1: get work. some calluses on your taint, then you're fine. Hey, that's what Wild Ass is for. Hey, man. No calluses on this taint with my wild ass cushion.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I remember Hayden totally sponsored the 100%, by the way. One hundred percent, right there.
1: <laughs> yep. And down in the corner, down. I'm yeah, backwards
0: R- down there. <laughs> there it is. Well, there we go. Get the finger in control.
1: No, it's so cool to be associated with somebody that is also a big fan of their product. You know, Craig was really wanting to get into the the podcast scene with with pushing his product and i know you wouldn't and we don't we're not just going to take anything from
0: anybody just because sponsorship you know wow that mm-hmm. seats are legit man absolutely and i'll give it to craig you know after i had him on towards the beginning i got introduced him i think it was your riot and he won you know started asking ask some questions about other spawn you know sponsors that i had and worked out he goes you know tell you what he's like i want to come on board he goes i'm gonna send you some of the seats he goes but uh. You're not going to mention me, he goes, until you have at least a few thousand miles. He goes, and there's one other stipulation. He goes, I know. He goes, I've been following along. He goes, and I know that your dad is one of your your best riding partners. He's like, so you got two seats coming. He goes, one's for you, one's for your dad. And then, of course, he's sent one for Amy. And I've put, I have over 10,000 miles of mine, and I I won't ride without it. There's no way. I fucking love that thing. I got to the point where I left it on for commutes. I don't take it off. I don't ever take mine off. Oh. I mean, I've ridden in the blistering heat. I think the worst was 114, 115 when I left Yakima, where mm. the rest of my body's miserably. I'm sweating like a mofo, but dude, my ass is totally fine. Yeah, and they are worth their money. They built a great product, and I understand why all your, what I like to call your professional endurance riders, why they swear by them. Oh, they're they're the best,
1: man. You know, one of yeah. the seat. One of the mistakes I made when I had the Sportster because I had an Iron 883 a 14 when I started riding, right? So one of the things, two of the things I didn't do were points of contact. I didn't change the seat on that Sporty, which was the only, probably the only thing I didn't change on it. And I put drag bars on it, and my back is kind of saying "fuck you" right now for <laughs> that for that mistake. But I mean, I, I still had I had a lot of fun with that little Sportster. I I'm, I wouldn't say i do it any other way, but having a wild-ass seat on that Sportster would have been revolutionary.
0: Oh, it probably would have changed a whole lot of your ergonomics and comfortability and enjoyment. Yep. It's good stuff. My wife uses it on her uh, exercise bike. I actually... One of my son's friends last year when we had a bunch of snow was plowing in a side-by-side and just had the hard plastic seat. And... Hayden had met up with him, you know, one of the park stores, like Safeway, a big, huge chain They were plowing the parking lot, and complaining about his ass. He's like, dude, i bet my dad will let you borrow wild ass." He's like, what are you talking about? And, I mean, they were, you know, a quarter mile from my house. And so they came down, said, here you go, dude. Try this out, Nate. And I gave him, you know, said, you can borrow it. I said, don't lose it and bring it back when you're done plowing. And he said, he's like, dude, this thing is awesome. He's like, tell you what, move your cars, I'll plow your driveway, and I'll clear it for you. you knows so he Got the driveway plowed for nothing, but he used it for like a week, came back. He's like, dude, that is a game changer. He goes, holy crap. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. Did, did Craig talk to you on the phone at all and tell you how you should use it in your car, use it at your... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you drive trucks, so you yep. probably have some miles on that thing just from from your rig.
0: Yeah. I I've thought about taking it in, in my work truck. I mean, because I drive... 2500 miles a week monday through friday it's 500 miles a day Good for I, you, man but i mean my chair is comfortable and i'll be curious i'll be fortunate i'm getting it's supposed to be here this week at 2023 western star and we'll see how the seats are in the new one but i've really considered using it a few times just to see how much of a difference it would make but the air chair that i have in the in my western star now is pretty comfortable but hey, there's always room for improvement
1: yeah
0: just like our bikes, man, there's always something else
1: you want to do to it. But I think I'm finally getting to the point without that stage two that I'm just ready to rock and roll the way it is. Now, oh, you know you want a set of those cams. I do. <laughs> SNS is just waving big dick energy at me,
0: and I'm ready uh, to. I'm just ready to grab it. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to put my hands on that SNS-111. Put that in the old Black Betty. Oh, man. What do they have? Didn't they didn't they release a 132 not that long ago? Just a one up Harley by one. It's somewhere. I want to say it was like a 136. A buddy of mine, Colin, he has the uh, the SNS 124, and he's putting down 155 horse at the rear tire, uh, rear tire at his 124. It is absolutely insane. Yes. I was riding with him, and we passed some cars on the interstate. You know, a couple car pass. I'll admit we're. Damn near at triple digit, and he left me, past me, like I was doing fifty, and it's like holy crap. And you know, the next gas stop, I'm like, what? and I said, I know it's an SNS, but what the hell is that? Oh, that's the 124. He's like, oh yeah, you know, she's she's putting down 156 to the rear tires. Like, Jesus Christ, it is insane. He's yeah. like, I wouldn't recommend it. He goes like, if you want a you know a good touring bike, you know, a good SNS goes. Trust me, dude. The 111 he goes to be way better because it's like 124 horse, but a little more friendly on the gas, whatnot, and yeah. I'm like yeah, i would be cool. But it's still like, I did look it up. I want to say it was like seven grand, mm. which would be cool. But I I don't have seven grand to yeah, having seven grand would be cool. <laughs> but hey, I can't complain. I mean, but you know, I got mine's the 88. She's been bumped up to a 95, and she still. Purged down the highway, I mean, it's cammed and tuned, and yeah. it still does great. And the twin cams, they say, will go forever, and I'm going to keep riding it until she gives up. But I've got 111,000 on it.
1: Nice. Nice.
0: Yeah, we'll see where the Sport
1: Glide goes. I, I had a kind of a, a mission to one up that Lowrider ST because I was so pissed when it released. And the Sport they said, Sport Glide, you're fucking gone, asshole. It's like, God damn it. But. At the end of the day, I have the bike I want. So it doesn't even matter if it's gone or not, you know.
0: Yeah, it's yours. And, you know, that's the whole thing. Sometimes it's like, yeah, I wouldn't say I get irritated, you know, people buy new, but hey, what should I do? Should I do this? Should I buy these? You know, they ask all these questions. And I was like, you know, to me, it's like, dude, think yourself as an artist. You got a bike, you got a blank canvas, make the bike yours. It doesn't matter what Billy Bob does to his or what Joe Sam over here did do what you want to do and make your bike an extension of you of how you want it to look. Yeah. And, absolutely. you know, that's just been my philosophy. I mean, it's one thing to ask questions about products and I mean, totally get it, but you know, just cause your next door neighbor did, you know, a set of fucking fish hooks on his bike and you know, he's running this seat and you know, he's got this exhaust doesn't mean you got to do the same thing. Nah, you know, do a little bit of homework, research it and build your bike. Yep. Make and an That's, a, that's a, and exactly here. what I'm doing, man. I'd
1: like to get those, more vintage style looking fxr fairings for mine like the full shebang with the lowers that's connected to it i think it was a dominion or dominator no dominator i think it's dominator that makes one i'd love to put on my bike but like i said i'm pretty happy with the way it is now i mean i can't complain
0: and found the bike i want so good enough for me i've been considering a set of the i think it's desert dog they make a set of I think they're leather lowers that'll strap into the crash bars just for yeah. that colder weather riding or, you know, those times you get caught up in the rain because you can put them on in like two minutes and take them off and roll them up and throw them in the tour pack when, you know, a guy doesn't really need the lowers. And I will say my bike had a set of those. And when I got it from my dad that he decided that he should keep those for his new one, even though they don't fit right. And he still won't relinquish it when they're actually for mine. So, yep. dad, you know, if you actually listen. You should hand those over. <laughs> Actually, he does listen from time to time I, I just like to give him shit when I can.
1: I have no idea if my dad ever listens to Five Dirty Bikers. He never asked me about it, really, but uh, there's some episodes where I probably don't want him to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah. But no, I mean, it's comical. I mean, you, I go ride to my dad. You get my dad, whether he's in his hot rod or, you know, on his bike, and all of a sudden he's like, it's like he's fucking 20 years old. 55 speed limit. He's doing 75, flying down the highway. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there was... Um, you know, I was looking through old pictures
1: of, of, of my old man a few years back. And my old man actually rode. He had Susu, uh No, what was it? Honda and Kawasaki bikes. I think this was before my, my older brother was born. But knowing that he rode, and I really wish he would have picked it back up so... How cool would it be to ride with your dad? That it's awesome. It yeah. hasn't ridden in, you know, 40 years. How cool would that be?
0: That would be just fucking awesome.
1: So, Dad, I, I, don't, care if, I don't care if you have to get a fucking trike. Let's go around.
0: Amen. Yeah. yeah. Now you got Fran Bunny. She's very true. You get out of Seattle in the Northwest, we have some amazing back roads and lakes. One of my favorite, I really enjoy, is uh, Skagit Valley. Get up north through the Skagit Valley. There's, They have a scenic loop up there through Darrington and Oso, and it's freaking gorgeous. So this
1: is a long shot ass, but have you been to a Seattle Kraken game yet? No. No? Uh, you not a hockey I'm fan? just,
0: I've never, I'm not a hockey fan. Okay. I've been to one hockey game one time on up on Vancouver Island. It was a minor league game when, fuck, I was a teenager. I was up there doing some hill climb racing, and uh, the guy's place I was staying at, his son was a coach. And so he, hey, you got to come down and check out this team. And so he got to stick us to a minor league game. But that's the only hockey game I've ever been to. I know my daughter's been to a few of the Everett Silver Tips. or are like a minor league team. Mm-hmm. And says so it's absolutely cooler than hell. And, you know, it says we all need to go soon. So we might do that maybe in the springtime or whenever the next season is. But I have not been to a Kraken game yet. Uh, so me and my wife made it a a kind of
1: tradition every year to go to Pittsburgh to watch the Penguins play live because I've been Mm a Penguins fan ever since I was 11, right? So finally we we were able actually to go and I was, you know, we went to the new stadium, or not stadium, the arena that they they built because Mellon Arena was gone. They built PPG Paints Arena down there in downtown Pittsburgh. And man, you talk about a good time going to a pro game. Just getting to ride somewhere, and I think this is this is where the whole motorcycle thing comes in for me too, because I love road trips. So getting to ride from Illinois to Pittsburgh to go to a game was, you know, riding getting there was just half the fun. You know, of course we had oh, ton, we had tons of fun at the game and everything, but I've been voted Pittsburgh Penguins fan of the week twice, by the way. Oh, that's awesome! Got to go on the ice for a little in between period uh, contest one time. So that that was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, that'd be fucking super yeah. fucking cool.
1: Yeah, Pittsburgh's a sweet is a, it's a really really cool city. If any of you haven't been, please go if you get the opportunity because I love it every time we go. There's it's it's a really blue collar city, you know, industrial, and the sports teams there they they really really meld together because they all wear the same colors and everything. It's like one of the few cities I think that all the sports teams wear the same the same colors.
0: Black and yellow, or black, black and, and gold, whatever you want to say. Black and yeah, black and yellow, black and yellow, black
1: and yellow. I didn't mean to get us off of
0: motorcycles. Oh. So. <laughs> Dude, no worries at all. But that's see, that's the whole thing, though. I mean, it you you take your bike, you go ride places. I mean, you talk hockey. It's like, well, shit, I was you know up there for motorcycle events, and that's all part of it. You're it all ties together some way. That's an that's a
1: bucket list ride to go ride my bike there, stay overnight, watch a game. You know, buy the shit out of stuff and fill up my saddlebags and come back. I so mean, how
0: long take you to get to Pittsburgh from your place?
1: Uh, Probably between 12 and 13 hours on bike.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, so most of an iron butt. There you go. Yeah. Do it. Ride one yeah. cane of a day to a Pittsburgh Penguins game. And hell, yeah. you're right up in Ramble's backyard. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, it's on the list, man. It's one of those things. Can't wait to do it. It is fun, and they are addicting. And you know, there's different formats. You know, that's one thing. They're not trying to put down one organization over the other. Ramble's format is a little bit more simple, but you know, also having your name in that Iron Butt book mm-hmm. and getting your you know your number through the IBA Society—that's your number for life—is is freaking cool. And then you know, the IBA does so many different sanctioned rides. I mean, there's individual rides for every state, and it's just. Really cool to look through albums like, oh, hey, I could do that one. You got this, and there's all kinds of themed ones, and they're both great organizations. I mean, I can't, you know, not putting one down over the other. They're both great and both longstanding and just fun to do. It would be
1: cool if FDB could meet at one spot, do an Iron Butt. How cool would that
0: be? Well, you could. And <laughs> the cool thing, like, even say, you know, Ramble, you do the Five Dirty Bikers, he could actually you know sending a certificate to become the five dirty bikers 1k yeah you know, we, we make for, it at
1: one as a group and not just
0: as separate people
1: if Yeah, we could put that it, in there yeah
0: iron butt society did that for ours with the monsters over mountain certificates they had they pulled out their logo and stuck the monsters over mountains logo that we had for that fundraiser ride mm-hmm. and put all of it on our certificates nice and then ramble also did that for ours which was cool and you know it was an awesome an awesome thing to be part of, you know, with Mile Monsters, it's an awesome organization. And you know, as a parent, you know, to you got to give those parents strength. Just know that their kids have a disease is fatal, and yeah. you know, as I've been part of it for a little bit longer, and you know, following the groups and the posts, is I just, it's heartbreaking. And I don't, don't understand how if this disease affects. They say one in five thousand. Then how is this a rare disease? And being as the government says it's rare. They don't get the funding you get the pennies on the dollar but if it was become common then there's a whole lot more money opens for research and so <clears throat> that's all part of it stems from is not just i mean it's great to raise funds to help these families help these boys with their best life but raise awareness of the disease and get it out there more so people see it in the hopes of it can get switched to that other column and you know they can really start doing more science and more research and try to help yeah. save these boys yeah. It's heartbreaking to hear what some families have to go through.
1: And that's the same with what we're doing for our autism bike that FDB is having built with Jared Weems and Blockhead right now. I mean, that's going to help a ton of people because like Jared's already promising to surpass that 52 triumph. He had made for forgotten angels, and you know, me and Jared are both autism dads. So we have that kind of a bond. And since we got to meet at FDB, 21. I just proposed an idea to have a bike build and collaborate with him because, you know, like I said, he's an autism dad. I'm an autism dad. Like we could do some good for a community that we're, that we're both a part of. Very true. Yeah. So it didn't, it didn't take long to convince him. He was, he was ready to do it. And I was so excited to hear that. You know, good weekend, big win.
0: Oh, but, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Getting to the point where we are now where the, the paint job, and this is this is an exclusive for this podcast, but Milkbone, the well-revered painter, bike painter in Orlando, is doing the paint for this bike right now, or getting close oh, to Oh, that's really. awesome. Yep. So Milkbone's doing that and the engine for it's a 75 iron head that we had donated from a generous individual up north by Chicagoland. But Jared's been really putting a lot of work into this bike with his boy and himself. And, man, just to see the videos happening every week and what's going on with this bike from where it was to where it is now. I don't know if you've seen pictures of it, but it's a total transformation. And there were a lot of people giving Jared shit that you're taking this pristine 75 Ironhead and you're going to cut it in half with, with what me and Jared, you know, put up with day to day, or I should say put up with, but what we go through every day. And we know that there's families out there that are really dealing with a lot of hard times with autism. And like I've said before, it's, it's, it's a spectrum. So a lot of people have it worse. A lot of people have it better, but in the end, we know that the spike, even though it's getting chopped in half, is going to do great things for a community that really needs it.
0: Oh, 100%. You know, it's awesome to see, you know, what you guys are doing for your community, and plus, you know, you have a personal touch to it. Yeah, you know, it's all—it's all, all about the motorcycle
1: community, man. I've said this to—I said this to Jared on our one-on-one that we just did recently. I've—I've I've said this to everybody in the podcast. Are you guys listening, you probably heard the same thing. There's no other community like the two-wheel community.
0: Very true, one hundred percent. I mean, the support we get from one another and it's just it's absolutely amazing and you know when i when i did mine for the my monsters i was just hoping that i could raise a thousand dollars and not feel like an absolute failure to me and surpass that you know a lot and was absolutely amazed and it all became from the support you know the the motorcycle community friends and family and other you know people that want to get behind stuff like this and it's it's absolutely awesome. And, you know, I agree 100% with what you're saying. The support yeah. we get from other riders in the community and the messages, you know, the, I wouldn't say the pat on the backs in a way, but essentially it is, you know, with the, you know, the DMs you'll get from somebody when you're doing this stuff and just the support and, you know, the little pick me up messages. It's, it's awesome. That was it, man. Could agree more. It was but yeah, like for not... us. Oh, go ahead. No,
1: I was just going to say, um, and we, got, we got a lot of plans for this bike, and I'm just so glad that we're going to be able to share it with a community that needs it and hoping to do an unveiling sometime. Uh, well, we're kind of keeping that quiet right now. We're just still trying to fight, figure things out as far as where we're going to be doing the unveiling of the bike and everything, but just knowing who's working on it right now has just got us so excited.
0: Dude, that's awesome. So is it going to be like a wrap? People are going to be able to buy tickets for it? or Yeah,
1: yeah. I think we're thinking maybe by December, January we'll start getting tickets for sale on Five Dirty dot com. But um, yeah, if you guys, uh, if, yeah, if you guys want, come check it out. Is it's, it's, uh, it's going to go to a good cause, so if you can help, if you can spare a little. It means the world to us.
0: So here's my question: So you're going to have a set number with a set price, or you know a certain number of tickets, and then once you meet that goal, or have you got that far yet?
1: We haven't really gotten that far. I think we're just kind of we're following the shadow of of Jared Williams on what he did for the uh, the Forgotten Angels. You know, he, okay. he raised one hundred six thousand dollars for that fifty two triumph. So we're just we're consulting with him to try to get us in the right direction on how we should approach this and everything. But you know, in the in the coming weeks to month, we should have a better idea.
0: Okay. No, I'm just yeah. curious. No, yeah. Because I you know, like some places, they'll, you know, there only be next amount of tickets this price when it's done then we do that or you know you just you let it roll so yeah, no, I think we I think we're going to let it roll cuz
1: the I've spoken to somebody from the charity that we actually chose for the to benefit from from the bike raffle and that's taka the autism community in action and of course you can scroll through a website all day long and find out about a company but until you actually call somebody and find out what these people actually do from somebody's voice, how many people that they help that they're nationwide, they can help a lot of people with just a short reach is, is what really landed us on this charity. So it's kind of the direction we went with, with who's going to benefit from it. And let's hope that uh, we could do some positive for that community.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely be, you know, sharing all your posts and whatnot and, and do anything that I can to help get that word out and spread the message.
1: Man, same same goes your way. If you got something that you're you're helping with, reason for you let us know. We're we're there with you to, to support that cause.
0: So awesome. Don't, don't yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, actually, yeah. No, it's been a lot of fun. I've been looking forward, to, you know, wanting to sit down, you know, and talk. We did. I don't know if you know if you get the same way. Coming on another show, it just seems way less stressful and it's like dude this is back and it's still weird
1: i'm used to being (laughs) on
0: your side of the things you know so coming on this side
1: it's an honor and i and
0: i thank you very much for the opportunity oh no absolutely and and it's fun to you know with somebody like yourself because i mean you host another show and when you're on the other side of it it's just i don't know in a way not that it's stressful over here but it's just like stress-free it's like you're just hanging out and shooting the shit and it's just it seems like a total different environment. Same thing, but it's just a different experience. It's fun.
1: Yeah, it actually is.
0: I've, I've had a lot of fun, and I
1: man, we'll have to have you on the show sometime. You know, yeah, man, you, anytime. I'd love to. If you got dick jokes, we'll listen to them. <laughs> That's kind of what oh. we do, oh, <laughs> and we talk shit. a little bit of
0: motorcycle stuff. <laughs> yeah, I can make you laugh. Trust me. <laughs> oh,
1: hey, we've got professional monkey on live in a couple of weeks, dude. We're
0: we're pulling back the punchy bag. We're just swinging for win. We're uh, monkeys, We're- cool as shit. I, yeah. but I will admit, when I had his wife on, dude, her numbers <laughs> of any show has surpassed everything. I mean, she's blown every show I've ever done out of the water with the views and whatnot. And it was so much fun. She's cooler than shit. I fuck. I love that woman. She's awesome. Yeah, Mrs. but monkey's I mean, the cool. monkeys are just super cool people. They're fun to chit chat with and and everything. I you know it's a great. They're great ambassadors to the community. Yep. Love those people. They're they're awesome. So, well, shoot, man, you, anything you want to say in closing, and you know, promote what you got coming up soon or anything else.
1: Well, I'm I'm gonna point everything to FDB because I'm not really concerned about you know my personal YouTube channel right now anyway because I kind of quit the whole thing. But FiveDirtyBackers dot com. Listen to us every uh, Monday Dallas. morning. What 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 was that?
0: Uh, Denver is a dick joke <laughs> <laughs> You'll fit right in then man <laughs> Oh fuck Fucking Dallas you mofo Yeah anyway, We got a new
1: episode coming out in the morning with uh, Doodle on a Motorcycle Her YouTube channel uh, She's coming on tomorrow Got a one on one with Jared Weems where it's just me and Jared Talking about the bike build and everything Of course the go you to know, the website To find all you want about the raffle
0: And Denver thanks you man Or, thank you, man. I'm sorry I'm babbling, but uh, no, man. This has been a lot of fun, man. Thank you for you know wanting to you know come on on a Sunday night. I know it's a little later for you than it is for me, but ah, man, it's awesome. You know, I I really enjoyed this. It was a good time, dude. Best time. Thank you so much. Heck yeah. Well, guys, hey! Thanks for tuning in to another mile post. Here's we knocking on eighty-two. I can't believe I'm getting close to hundred. I'm still trying to figure out what hey, I'm. You no, know, do. you for know that. what's weird
1: about this whole thing? Where you, are you like stalking me or something? You know when my birth year was, so you put me as your eighty-two mile post.
0: <laughs> hey, you know I, I try to just make things correlate for you youngsters. You know, uh, just you eighties babies. Just here to take some pictures, right? <laughs> <laughs> Screenshots, <laughs> shorts, YouTube. You know, got to get all the entertainment. There you go. But, no, guys, hey, man, thank you. Ride safe, have fun, enjoy the open road, and uh, stay tuned next week, milepost 83 with the military biker. You know, that's going to be fun. Mm. So, hey, we will see you guys next week, man. See you all guys later. Thank you, everybody.